Hey guys, just before we begin this podcast, I would like to tell you about our sponsors, McCann Fitzgerald, who we are incredibly lucky to have as a sponsor, as they are one of the top law firms in the country. One of the things we've noticed about them, after speaking with so many different law firms, is that while clearly being a top-tier firm, they also have a clear human touch to what they do and are very forward-thinking. Partners are very involved with graduates and trainees, which seems to have cultivated this incredible culture for people to stay for a long time because they enjoy it and feel part of the community. So if you're looking for a career in law, definitely check out their career site, as it seems to be a really great place to work. Hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks. Hi guys, welcome back to the Grad Life podcast. Today I'm joined by Matthew Newding, a junior policy analyst in the digital economy division of the OECD. Matthew is a Trinity Law and Politics graduate and is also a former president of the University Philosophical Society or the Phil. Uh, great to have you on, Matthew. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Um, so generally I like to kind of start at the beginning. So I suppose that's college. You studied law and politics in Trinity which is, it's known as a law and course. Um, I'm studying law and business, so I'm obviously biased here, but I think it's been great to like have the opportunity to interact with two overlapping disciplines. What was your experience of studying law and politics and did you have like any preference for one over the other? Um, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed um, my course. Um, like I remember in school thinking it was kind of like the perfect course for me. Um, like I was kind of interested in current affairs, international, Kind of stuff and then also kind of the legal aspect of things as well um had like done debating and, and stuff in, in school and so i kind of went into it i suppose thinking actually that i'd be more interested in the politics side um like even i think my second choice in my ceo was like uh pps or something i didn't actually have like a law course as you know it was a little bit further down just law with something else um and Yes, I suppose I went in thinking that I enjoy the the politics more, but actually, you know, first, second, third year of politics, I I liked it, but I wasn't actually mad about it. I did actually find the law side just a lot more interesting in terms of kind of the topics and also kind of the grounding of the law. I just found it a little bit easier to grasp, I think, than political science can be um even though it's a really interesting you'll touch on a lot of interesting areas it can be a bit you know difficult really to see what is actually you know they call it a science but and then that's something we do in first year whether or not like political science is actually a science and it just for me i just found it a bit more difficult to get to kind of terms with um even though i did enjoy it um but I, yeah i really liked the law and then i think then it was really funny or then I remember I did a course in um, politics, which was issues in contemporary politics. And the course was essentially a presentation course. So you could do, you did like three presentations throughout the year on any topics you wanted. And then you did like a research proposal on any topic you wanted. And I really, really loved that course. Um, and the, the whole class then would just be sitting through the people's presentations. Um, and that, you know, really kind of the opportunity there to actually focus on stuff that you're really interested in. Um, I loved. Uh, and then also then in final year and on the law side of things as well, I was able to do um, subjects that I was really passionate about, like um, like public international law and European human rights. And I did a broad curriculum in human rights in the Middle East, which was really great. Um, so, yeah, I think I kind of went in thinking I would enjoy the politics more when actually I kind of came out of it. Um, kind of maybe preferring the law side of things um, but then also I'm not working in law now so you know it, it does change I think. Yeah absolutely and then just before we move on to talking about your career I thought we'd chat a bit about your extracurriculars in college so obviously you were very involved with debating and the fail so can you tell us a bit about that? 
Um, yeah, so I was I did a bit of like kind of uh, debating in school, and I think going into Trinity, I you know somewhat expected I would do try out kind of college debating. Um, I, you know, I knew a few people kind of ahead of me um, that were involved in the fill, and it kind of went along to the events in first year, just you know with an open mind. Um, I wasn't sure if it was for me. I remember the first few months I went to like maybe one debate or something. Um, and it wasn't maybe till like Christmas that I kind of thought, oh, I'm actually really, you know, interested in this and the people are really friendly. Um, and then I, at the end of the year, then a first year I ended up running for the like committee and then the year after ran again and then the year after ran again for, for president. Um, and I just really loved uh, the society, um, like a lot of still friends, a lot of people um, from it. And it was just, I feel like a really good balance between the kind of debating side of things, but then also the social side. Like we did have a lot of fun. I feel like it's hard to um, express that to people without coming across as a bit of a, uh, a loser. But um, <laughs> we actually had a lot of fun in what we were doing and it wasn't all debating. Or should we try to always stress with people? Um, you know, we had really interesting talks that we were putting on. We had a lot of social events. And then, you know, also we had um, like so many famous people and celebrities um, that even I'm like, you know, talking to any of my colleagues now and I'm like, oh yeah, I met, you know, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Yeah. You know, I, I met him and, you know, it's, it's really, it was really crazy kind of actually even experience to have um, at such a young age, like even now, you know, I'm at the OECD and, you know, if, if a famous person or like a, a head of state came to visit the OECD, I would be like the last person out of like the, like, 4,000 people that work here that would be like get to meet that person. Um, so it was very bizarre, I think, at the time that we were, you know, 20 year olds, like young 20 year olds being able to like inviting these uh, all these types of people, uh, famous people that um, to the society. So it's really great. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, quite exciting. And then how, how would you say that role prepared you for when you left Trinity? Like, obviously, it's a big position and you have to take the year out and everything. I assume so yeah I guess yes I I did take the year out um so I actually ended up doing five years in Trinity um and yeah yeah I I mean yeah I really enjoyed it I suppose what I learned I learned actually so much I think like even you know the kind of responsibilities you have even in any society I think and supplies to for anyone in any university you know I'd really recommend people to get involved in in societies because you just are able to take on a lot of responsibilities and autonomy for a very, you know, and you can make, make what you want of whatever project um, that's related to say whatever society you're uh, interested in. And you don't really, I think when you start your career, then like as a graduate, you're not really given actually a lot of responsibilities very early on, understandably. Um, So, you know, I think, you know, that was, I think, a bit, maybe a little bit difficult for me to go from having a lot of responsibilities, like leading a team, you know, obviously in like society, it's not a like, you know, company or organization, but to then go from that to then being kind of very, you know, like particularly with the OECD or it's a very big organization, you're working with governments from all over the world. Um, So it's, it it was a very different kind of um, uh, different experience there. Uh, but I definitely think being involved in the field and, and, and other extracurriculars uh, prepared me in lots of ways in terms of like dealing with conflict, 
in terms of like good communication skills, in terms of how to like run a team, how to be involved, like team, how to, uh, sorry, what you say, be involved in a team or like uh, operate in a team. Yeah. Um, and loads of other kind of, you know, even just, it's as fun as well. And it's, it, it made my college experience, you know, infinitely, um, infinitely better. Yeah, cool. Um, so then you graduated in 2018 and you said that you were kind of, you become more interested in law possibly, but had you any idea of like what you wanted to do at that stage? To be honest, I didn't. So when I finished, and hopefully this is good, good for any, you know, recent graduates or anyone in the front of year, <laughs> I had no idea what I wanted to do. I kind of thought that the law route wasn't for me, but I wasn't, you know, going to rule it out. Like I didn't have any, and I said this in the, in the flat talk, I didn't have any training contracts. I didn't apply for any, I didn't apply for any of the kind of legal internships. Um, I wasn't really, I didn't even have the modules done actually for even to go down the barrister route. So I kind of thought, uh, because I was doing politics and you have to, you know, have some of them done. And so I kind of thought, okay, I'm not, you know, maybe those two things aren't for me. So why don't I try out like a few other things and then maybe, you know, down the line, uh, and I would still be open to, you know, in a few years, maybe uh, going down that kind of the, the more legal route. Um, but yeah, I kind of thought, okay, I, I'm really interested in kind of international affairs and, um, and yeah, maybe there's opportunities there that I could um, uh, seek out. So I think, yeah, when I finished, I, I actually just spent the summer. I went to Berlin and just a few of my friends were there um, and kind of had a nice relaxing time. And I was kind of like, okay, I'll go to Berlin. I'll be there for about three months and I will look for jobs, I suppose. I kind of had an idea that I might go to London because my brother and sister uh, lived there. And I was applying, I'd applied for a few things actually in London and I just didn't hear back. And I kind of, I don't know, I just, that was quite a bad, I think, for my confidence. Um, and in that applying for kind of jobs, just kind of grad jobs, I actually found it quite difficult. I'm sure people have experiences with this. Difficult to find, like, you know, I definitely empathize with anyone who's just finished college because it, it can be quite daunting, really, when you, you've gone through however many years of uh, education and you're kind of left then with no easy path to go forward. And then there are a lot of opportunities out there, but it can be, it can be quite difficult to find. And then you might apply for a few and then not hear back. And then you're thinking, oh, well, is this really, am I doing the right thing? But um, I had worked in, so I ended up then going and working at Web Summit uh which is based in dublin and i'd worked there the previous summer um and i'd really enjoyed it um i kind of didn't think i would stay for as long as i did i kind of thought okay i'll go uh this is like maybe september time i'll go and i'll work for a few months and then maybe i considered doing a grad visa in new york um something else and i kind of went back uh went back in september had obviously been there the year before the summer before so people knew me, you know, I was, um, I, I knew everyone that was on the, the team that I was working on and got on with them. And I think uh, I was in a, you know, lucky position that because people knew me, they knew what I was capable of. They were able to give me kind of a, a good bit of responsibility um, definitely relative to maybe what I would have experienced if I was in another, you know, organization, say at that time. Um and I stayed for a few months. Website was on in November, I think. And then after Christmas, um, I was then given more responsibilities for a conference that they were running in, um, the North American Conference in Toronto. 
uh, called Collision. Um, so I was, able, I was uh, you know, given uh, my two stages uh, to run. So the, the startup university stage and then the uh, fintech stage uh, called MoneyConf. Um, so that was really interesting for me to kind of experience, um, you know, these were areas like startups and then also fintech were stuff that I didn't really know that much about. I had a kind of basic knowledge of the two um, and I had to, I was a kind of the producer. So I invited the speakers. I, you know, put them into panels or keynotes or firesides. I arranged the, with the um, people running the stage to make sure it ran on time and then everything, everyone knew what everyone was doing. Um, so it was a really great experience. I really loved it. Um, and like I said, I, I was working with um, a lot of people that I knew for, you know, over a year and got on really well with. Um, and yeah, just had a really great time and got to travel as well, which I think was really important for me. Um, so I got to travel to Lisbon for Web Summit and then to Toronto then um, for Collision. So during that time then as well, I was applying for where I am now at the OCD. So there's a, um, you know, something that I noticed actually as well, not to go completely off topic, um, when I was graduating was that it was very difficult to uh, uh, find opportunities in international organizations. So because particularly when you're just a graduate, um, I knew there was a lot of internships. Some of them weren't paid or they were just paid maybe like 500 euro a month. So it wasn't really kind of maybe enough if you're going to go to another city and then, you know, you're not even covering your uh, your rent there with that. So um, there was this opportunity at the OECD called the Young Associates Program. It's like a two year program for uh, recent graduates who don't have a master's um, to come in, spend the two years here. There's a big focus on development. And then when you finish up, they you know encourage you to go on to do a master's. So I kind of thought, oh, this seems like a perfect kind of opportunity for me. Um, I'm interested in international affairs, would love to work with the international organization. Um, and the, the job that I was applying for was in obviously what I'm doing now and kind of digital security, cybersecurity, a lot of stuff around tech. I had obviously had a lot of experience with that with Web Summit um, and a general kind of interest throughout university as well. Um, so I ended up applying. It was quite a long process. Uh, I think it was over like three or four months. There were so many interviews and like assessments. It was quite tiring, but um, fortunately, you know, it all worked out for me. Um, got the job, moved over then to Paris in September of 2019. Um, I just really enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed the work. I really enjoyed living in Paris, which was um, great. I'm not there uh, at the moment because um, I'm in Dublin and they have a curfew at like 6 p.m. So it doesn't seem the best place to be. Um, but... Yeah, so what I got to, or yeah, the, just in terms of like, how did you actually hear about the program? Was it just you came up and you were researching grad programs and found it that way, or like had you heard about it from someone? Yeah, so when I was in final year, there was a international careers fair on in Dublin Castle, I think, and my politics lecture had kind of encouraged us to go. And at the careers fair, there were you know a lot of international organisations. I think they were in. The city for a conference or something so they're putting on this career careers fair um so you had like the oecd you had the un were there you had even the irish department of foreign affairs kind of telling you know graduates and um you know final year students about the kind of opportunities that were available and i remember going around to a lot of the different stalls particularly a lot of the united nations um stalls because they'd have a, a lot of different kind of agencies 
And uh, I was kind of surprised that, you know, you'd ask, oh, what are the, you know, what are the opportunities for, you know, I'm in final year, do you have any opportunities for, for graduates? Say if you're saying to a UN agency and they'd say, okay, so if you want to work at the UN, you need five years work experience and a master's or seven years work experience without a master's. So I was like, okay, well, I'm away from that. Yeah. So uh, the OECD were, had a stall there and then it seemed like they were the only, or one of the only um, organizations that actually had like a program designated for people who had just finished um, university uh, that didn't have masters. So that's kind of how I found out about it. I actually applied to the program when I was in final year and didn't get very far. I think I got to like the initial kind of assessment and didn't get past that. Um, so I knew about it from there. And then, you know, the following year, then I, I kind of knew a bit more. So I kind of went into the uh, application process with a bit more kind of understanding of it. Um, but yeah, that's another thing I would encourage to, to anyone out there like that might be listening that like, if you don't get something, don't let it, um, if you're not successful in application, don't let it get you down. You can always try again the year after you can always try again for further different things. Uh, cause it might just work out. Yeah. And I'd say the experience of the web summit probably like helped you gain a bit of perspective and things probably made your application better the second time around. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Because even the kind of topics that I was working on, like, look, you know, with startups and with fintech, like that, a lot of that was quite relevant to the kind of work that, um, you know, broadly relevant to the kind of the work that I'd be, that I'm doing now within the like digital economy policy um, division. And then just in terms of like logistics, if anyone was interested in applying to the OECD, do you need like a second language? Is there any language requirement? There actually are not, well, not officially. Um, so the two are, yeah, so the two official languages of the OECD are English and French. And I think, you know, on most of the applications, they'll say that you need, uh, or nearly every application, they'll say you need uh, a strong or like fluency in one of the languages and then kind of a, you know, a willingness to learn the other. But like in, in practical terms, everyone just speaks English. And then there are a lot of French people that work um at the OECD because it's obviously based in Paris but I think really to be honest there's no expectation to have French it's good obviously if you're going to be coming to live in Paris to have a basic level of French but like my boss and another person on my team are French and they'll speak French to each other and then I'll come into you know the meeting and then we'll switch to English so I have a you know and it's obviously good I'm obviously not in Paris now but when I am in Paris to have that basic level of it but yeah there's no um there's no yeah requirement for it perfect um and then can you just tell us a bit about like what your day-to-day -day work entails um yes yeah, so day-to-day -day, um uh <laughs> sorry let me do that again <laughs> um yeah so my day-to-day -day work uh, is really doing a lot of research, doing kind of report writing, organizing meetings and events um, with our kind of member governments um, and following kind of developments by our governments and kind of liaising with them. Um, what that, you know, broadly speaking, the OECD is all about bringing governments together to look at the challenges, the common challenges that are facing them and kind of find you know, ways forward where they can like work together on like common ground. So, you know, building cooperation. 
Um, with my work, you know, it's, you know, I work on kind of tech issues, essentially. So looking at uh, cybersecurity, looking at uh, data governance and privacy, uh, looking at artificial intelligence. Um, and so I'll do a lot of research. Uh, we'll have particular areas within those topics that we'll focus on, that we'll research for governments. Uh, we have uh, recommendations, OECD recommendations, which are essentially soft law um, that our governments will like sign up to and like ad adhere to. Uh, and then from that, they might happen every few years. And then from that, they'll have, there'll be follow-ups um, and surveys uh, to see if governments are actually adhering to um, the kind of broad principles that would be espoused in the um, in the recommendations. Uh, and then also then a lot of like events that we would run, uh, meetings, we'd have like kind of really big meetings every six months. And with all of our, our governments, with our like committee that we would have. And then also we'd run like more regular meetings and particularly since with COVID, you know, we've had been fortunate in the sense that we've been continued to be able to run these meetings, but do them virtually, which means as well that we can have kind of more regular meetings um, and kind of bring in a broader um, range of countries as well that might not um, participate in some of the in some of the meetings, because although there's around 37 member countries, we collaborate with over 100. So. Um, you know, having it online means that some countries can attend where otherwise if they had to come physically, they might not be able to. Um, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So like it has, the COVID thing has presented some opportunities like online. Um, then my next question, I suppose the program is two years, you were saying, so you must nearly be reaching the end of um, the program. And do you know what the next step is going to be for you? Or are you just kind of waiting to see what happens? Yeah, so I have um, applied for masters, uh, and uh, I've heard back from some of them, but I won't—I won't, I won't um, not all of them. So I won't reveal now. But I'm hoping to go to the US actually to do a masters. But um, I'm kind of waiting to see on a few things um, where I'll yeah where I'll be. But I'm actually hoping to do a masters in law, okay. you know, um, just because even though I, I'm not really sure that I again will want to go down the you know official traditional legal uh, or like sister barrister route i actually just found when kind of researching masters that the llm programs um particularly in the us were just very very broad and you know i could even if i were to uh i could continue to go down the kind of policy route with an llm masters a lot of people i'd work with um you know half of them would be kind of economists and then the other half would be lawyers or people that have like LLMs. Um, so yeah, and it's just, again, like I kind of bring back to what I was saying with the kind of law and political science um, comparative is that I just find the law a bit more grounding and kind of maybe um, easier to approach kind of ideas through it. Um, so so yeah, so that's what I'm I'm hoping to do, but um, we'll see now. I'll, I should know by the end of this month, actually watch um, where I'll be going, hopefully. <laughs> cool. Um, and then finally, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot here, but if, finally, and sorry for putting you on the spot here, but what is the best advice you've received like over the course of your career so far? Um, yeah, so I, when I was working at Web Summit, um, I remember one of the speakers um, told me this advice that he had kind of heard from his boss 
which was, uh, or like the kind of phrase, which is got to work fast to win. And he would always say it really quickly. So this guy's boss would be like, got to work fast to win, got to work fast to win. Um, and I've kind of tried to take that, even though, you know, I think sometimes it's good to be, uh, take work at a, you know, normal pace. Um, I quite actually like that quote because I think it kind of encourages you to keep up your pace. Um, even in terms of like, you know, just the work you're doing day to day. Well, that's great. Thank you so much, Matthew, for coming on. It's been really interesting. No worries. And yeah, best of luck with everything. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.